The Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Benvenuti! Welcome to the next generation with me, your host, Giulia Stocchetti. Join me as I take you on a journey to discover young stars of the Italian food and wine world. Pronti? Andiamo! Hello, buongiorno a tutti and welcome to the next generation with me, Giulia Stocchetti. So, today I'm taking you to a special place in the Veneto region, in the west part of the city of Love, Verona, where the vineyards dominate the landscape. Beautiful indigenous black grape varieties thrive everywhere on these hills. Wow, that's amazing. I'm talking about Corvina, Corvinone, Rondinella, Molinara, Oseleta. So, guess where we are? We are in the stunning Valpolicella. Precisely, we are at Casa Sartori, 1898, based in Negrar. So, uh, Negrar is, along with Marano di Valpolicella, Fumane, Sant'Ambrogio di Valpolicella, and San Pietro in Cariano, part of the most historic area of the appellation. In this beautiful context, and place, we don't have only outstanding wines, red wines, but we also have something delicious to eat to pair with those wines. I'm talking about uh, polenta with the Monte Veronese cheese and sopressa, it's a special kind of cold cut we have here. Then we get to have polenta e osei, so basically polenta with birds, and risotto alla marone, we get lesso con la pera, lesso is basically boiled meat, and pera is a typical sauce made of bread, black pepper, and miola. And miola is the bone marrow, basically. The dessert here, the typical one, or I mean one of the typical ones, are pisotta all'olio, that is made with flour, milk, extra virgin olive oil, still from the area, and sugar. But today, Pietro, my guest, is going to talk about a special dish from his nonna, that is sugoi. So, that's it. Um, let me introduce to you my partner in crime today, that is Pietro Sartori. Well, let me tell you something more about this school and let me say handsome guy. <laughs> he was born in 1993 and he is the fifth generation of Sartori's family. After a degree in mechanical engineer at Politecnico di Milano, he worked in the wine business for five years before starting his journey at Casa Sartori, 1898, where he is now in the role of industrial controller. Oh, what a role. Congrats, man. <laughs> Casa Sartori, 19, uh, 1898, was founded in, in 1898 by Pietro Sartori, who was the owner of a tavern in Verona City and became a wine company only with Regolo, Pietro's son, who started selling wine from north to south Italy. Then, Pier Umberto and Franco, the third generation, brought Sartori's wine all over the world, 
while the fourth generation led by Luca and Andrea continued the path of growth of the company. Oh, wow, what history we have here. So, and wow, use a tavern. Pietro, I have so many questions for you today. <laughs> so first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Really honored to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So uh, tell me something about you. I mean, who are you? How old are you? So as you said, you said uh, almost everything. Uh, I have nothing to, to, to add. So my name is Pietro Sastori and uh, yeah, fifth generation of this family uh, who has worked with, uh, with wine since, since uh, 1898. And uh, um, sad story, this year I've stepped into the 30s era. So I'm becoming <laughs> a little bit old. <laughs> No, come on. We're still young flowers. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> Even are. if you're in the yes, 30s. We yeah, we you have do. to believe it. Yes. And wow, <laughs> I mean, what is your position? Can you tell me something about what you're doing now for the company? Yeah, so uh, actually, um, I'm, I work as an industrial controller, as you said, uh, for uh, Casa Sartori in 1898. And uh, so basically, I do the math. Uh, optimizing and automizing the industrial processes. Uh, we, we, we live in a very competitive world, and so uh, giving the, the numbers uh, to the production branch of the company to keep high the stakes uh, is, uh, is very, very important uh, as today's business. So you have a key role, basically, in the, in the future of the company and the, in the development of the company. Yeah, lots of responsibility, wow. but uh, it's challenging and I like it. Yeah, but you can do it, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, where are we, basically? We are in the Valpolicella region, right? Yes. Well, to me, it's one of the best places on earth. So, uh, But it's in northeast of Italy, uh, Valpolicella is geographically it's just a small region but essentially is one of the top three wine regions of italy so very important for wine business in italy nice and well tell me how does it feel like being a young player on the italian wine scene <laughs> it's challenging it's challenging because today the wine business is changing everything is becoming faster more competitive and uh, continuously striving for excellence and innovation. It's surely a more complicated world than the one of the past generations, uh, of my past four generations, I should say, but the opportunities uh, opportunities are bigger and networking uh, with uh, people all over the world is easier. So as this podcast is an example. So there are some positive things basically in the of course, present of course. times pros and cons of every of every you know time yeah, in course. history so uh talking about young generations and young people basically like you um working in the valpolicella um i've heard about this youth committee of the valpolicella consortium yes so how come that you became part of it and what is it and what are the goals that you guys have so after my degree, I worked, uh, as you said before, for five years in wine and beverage in general business, but not as a producer, but from other perspectives. Then two years ago, my adventure at uh, Casa Sartori began. And after a few months, I received a call from a friend of mine who has a winery himself. 
and of course he's part of the committee and he asked me if I was interested in this project. I immediately joined the party because the goal of this group uh, of young producers is uh, trying to that is trying to achieve is what what Policella absolutely is the most and is networking. And of course, other than this, uh, we want to rejuvenate our products, uh, communicate uh, history and traditions of Valpolicella to make them relatable, you know, and, and known all over the world and through the new generations. But networking is the primary goal to achieve. So nice. Um, wow, it sounds amazing, this thing you're doing, because it's really important to involve also the young generation of consumers. Otherwise, where are we going to sell all the wines we are making? All the outstanding wine, I mean, you are making. Sure. So what's the vibe? I mean, what's the philosophy of your group? We are trying, uh, well, the, the vibe is amazing. Uh, there's a great bound with, between us uh, and that goes beyond the committee's work. And in some cases, we uh, we share a true friendship. And the the philosophy, uh, as I said, is networking and and try to you know help each other out in this uh, in this business. And it's something completely new for Valpolicella, which in the past fifty years has always been very parochial and with a lot of rivalry between the producers. So we are facing some challenges, but in the end, I'm confident that the quality of the project will convince uh, most people. That's beautiful. I mean, young people, young wine producers that are promoting the whole Valpolicella area together to to break new markets and to bring the name Valpolicella all over the world. And I love the fact that you are together. Yes. You're on the same page. You share the same values. You want to basically keep on with the tradition, but with some innovation and this amazing new spirit of team. Yeah. As I said before, this is the main goal for the of the committee because we've already seen what the power of networking and unity can do. Lots of wine regions in France and Portugal and in the U.S. are already a testimony of this. Uh, the difference is that we have a really long story and tradition to recover. And the more we study our, our origins, the more uh, we learn that when Valpolicella was only, was only a poor and agricultural region, everybody lends a hand to each other to defeat famines and poverty. So we want just to recover that naive uh, spirit of collaboration and, you know, just mixing it with modern awareness. Nice. I'm sure we will feel it in the final wines we will drink, right? Made with this brand new spirit. And But that's cool. That's interesting that you took inspiration also from abroad. I mean, uh, you just basically sat down and met each other and together starting to do some research to see we can take inspiration from here and from there. I mean, what what inspired you most? Well, we are inspired from other regions all over the world and we are not just sitting and studying from the long distance, but we are are trying to travel to these regions to to touch with our hands uh, how, how they work. But of course, what inspires us the most is uh, it's our past, uh, because uh, the rivalry that uh, Valpolicella has always had uh, 
is not healthy for the producers and uh, and to let our products be known all over the world. So uh, this is what we want to defeat the most. So um, how do you see the Valpolicella appellation in the future? What do you expect? I expect it. If this new generation will be able to create a network uh, to simplify the offer and, you know, to raise the customer's uh, awareness of the work we do, Valpolicella is surely destined to become one of the most attractive wine regions of the world. Uh, the excellence of the product uh, is, uh, the products in general, is already a fact. The new challenge is to make the system excellent as well. And that's what we were trying to do. It's really important for you to uh, promote the Valpolicella, right? Yeah. All over the world and abroad and with tastings, with events. But are you also developing uh, the hospitality sector? I mean, is also something you'd like to do or you're uh, most focused on just events and promotions? No, we are trying as, uh, as different producers. Uh, we are trying to, to open to, to hospitality and events, of course. Everybody, uh, based on what he can do, of course, uh, with his, uh, with his uh, company, his uh, winery and whatever. But there's, there's really a lot to do because we, are, we have to collaborate with, uh, with our local administrators uh, uh, to, to create a, a structure uh, that is, is okay and is helpful for, for everybody that comes from, uh, from abroad. So it's, uh, it will be a long journey. Uh, but we are, that's the direction we are, we're taking. Well, you are young, so you have time to develop all your projects and to see all your dreams for Valpolicella come true, I guess. So yeah. uh, that, that, that's amazing. But talking about these young people, I mean, what are the under 30s eating and drinking? What, what wines do they prefer? What wines do they go for? Well, I can speak for myself, uh, my friends, people I I know. But I think we are rediscovering the dishes of our uh, grandfather and grandmother tradition, and maybe rewriting the recipes to make them less caloric or more digestible. Now that you know our lifestyle is so much different from the past. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think the reason for this uh, rediscovery is based on the fact that most of those dishes. Uh, are vegetarian so they are you know they follow the trends of, of, of today and because they come from a poor tradition where the the meat was just privilege very few could afford other than that they are very simple dishes uh, easy to cook uh, but at the same time the choice of high quality ingredient is mandatory the same is for wine because uh, i see that still white or, or red wines uh, are uh, the new trend, uh, you know, sparkling wines, of course, but it, it is a little bit deflating from confronting with the, with the past years. Uh, the important thing is that they have to be light, fresh and fruity. So really is uh, just trying to be something light, something that is not... Uh, hard to comprehend uh, and um, easy to drink. Nice. So something enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, enjoyable. 
talking about like the, the cooking and, and the food and the cuisine, I know that you can actually cook, yeah, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I'm very lazy in the kitchen, so <laughs> I cook very simple dishes, very simple dishes. <laughs> Simplicity is always the best. <laughs> yes, it is, it is. Yeah, uh, I, I one of the you know the dishes I, I always cook as a tradition for myself in this uh, in this in September October are sugori. Sugori, uh, oh wow! Yeah, uh, what here, is uh, that? It's a dish from uh, from our Veneto tradition, Verona tradition, and uh, of course my nonna's tradition because. Oh. Uh, this is uh, to me is, uh, is it's a way to to maintain a contact with uh, with my past and uh, and my and my and my place. So uh, essentially, they are uh, um, a reduction of a grape must with flour and a little bit of vanilla that is optional. Nothing more. They just just this, and they it becomes like a pudding. You know, I, I I don't know how to explain it. You have to try. We don't it have to me. explain it. We come to visit Casa Sartori and we make sugoli with you, Pietro. Come on, yes. let's organize some yes. cooking classes. Yes. I can't yes. wait for that. Yes, <laughs> I must we can come do to it. Visit and do it. Come on, we can do it for sure. So it's something pretty. I mean, sounds easy to do, but I guess we need some experience to make it delicious, right? Yeah, it's easy and fast to do it, and uh, you know. Then again, uh, very simple dishes uh, uh, made with what they had at the time. Uh, very easy to cook, a uh, little bit caloric, I have to say. But uh, it's perfect for the season. It's getting cold. Yeah, it's yeah, time yeah. to get some calories. <laughs> it's, it's once. It's once a year. We can do it. Oh my god, it comes to my mind like a Japanese word when you talk about sugoli, because I know that sugoi in Japanese means like amazing, awesome. So I guess your sugoli must be sugoi. So I, I really have to try those. Really? I didn't know that, but it, it's exactly what I exclaim when I eat them. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Perfect. So like when you meet your Japanese colleagues, wine importers, I don't yeah. know, let's say sugoi, and you'd be like, oh, wow, you speak Japanese. Like, yeah. Thanks to my nonna sugoli. <laughs> yeah, I will do. I will show you. So, uh, and, and what, I mean, how do you eat this kind of padding, this sugoli, and what wine would you pair with that? Well, well how do you, you eat a uh, simple with a spoon? It's, it's, it's a dessert, of course. And, uh, you know, to balance uh, the sugariness of this dish, uh, I... I would pair a dry and fruity Valpolicella Superiore. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good choice. It's of course, uh, our one of our top top red wines here in Valpolicella. My mouth is watering, really. Uh, <laughs> you, you made me hungry, Pietro. Damn! <laughs> I I must come to visit Casa Sartori, ask for you, and make sugoli and pair with Valpolicella Superiore. You have, you have. How, to. how many kind of Valpolicella do you make actually? Because you make as Casa Sartori all the range of Valpolicella, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Suave white wine and Prosecco too, right? Yeah, we we make all the designation of uh, of Veneto and, uh, and Verona, uh, so oh, also Lugana wow. and of course the Soave. And uh, speaking about Valpolicella, we have uh, 
la Midwood Mass, uh, Valpolicella, Valpolicella Superiore, Valpolicella Ripasso, Amarone, Amarone Riserva, so there are five of them. Okay, so you made me hungry and now you're making me thirsty. It's not fair. Okay. <laughs> we, we can do something about it. Okay, I, I'd love to, really. When I'm in the area, let's, let's catch up and let's do something yeah. together. Well, so thank you so much for sharing all these beautiful things about your wines and your nonna Sassugoli. Well, hopefully uh, we will all come to see you at Casa Sartori and taste your amazing wines and enjoy the Valpolicella with you and your family. Yeah, I'm, I'm longing for, uh, for you to come and visit, of course. Grazie Pietro, thank you so much. Grazie a te Giulia. Ciao. Ciao. Aspetta, Pietro, non scappare perché adesso abbiamo 5 things in 5 minutes. Non scappo, sono qua. Ok, benissimo. Via con 5 cose in 5 minuti. Um, Ci mettiamo anche meno, mi sa. Eh sì, anche secondo me. Ok, let's go. So, Pietro, 5 things in 5 minutes. Where are we? My heart plays Valpolicella. So, come and visit us. We're longing to make you see it. Cool. What's the vibe? Molto bella, that means uh, very beautiful in Italian. And what's the feature dish? Amazing sugoi, spread the <laughs> word. <laughs> We will definitely sugoi for everyone. Yeah. Uh, shared wine pairing. Uh, Valpolicella Superiore Montegradella by Casa Sertori, 1898. So... Identify one major trend in your industry and how you are addressing this trend. One thought on Italy's wine and food future. Trend is low or zero alcohol wines and we are experimenting. And as Bob Dylan once said, times are changing. But, you know, Italy is and always will be Italy the best in wine, food and lifestyle. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Pietro. I already you. love you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay, I'll see you. See you. Ciao, ciao. Bye. ciao. Bye. Grazie for being with me today and listening to the next generation on the Italian Wine Podcast. Alla prossima. Cin cin.